Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 10, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Road to the Resurrection. So this Sunday morning coming up is Palm Sunday, and that's the Sunday where we celebrate Jesus's triumphant entry into Jerusalem. The following Sunday morning is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday morning, where we celebrate the most important event in history, the resurrection of Jesus. And that, that's what I've been teaching about. And so as we've been learning about all the things that Jesus endured on the road to the resurrection, today I'm going to talk about a resurrected Jesus, a resurrected Savior. We serve a living Savior. Jesus is his name. Yesterday, I talked about the importance of the resurrection. The title of today's message is The Power of the Resurrection. So let's take a look at what the Bible says. This is Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read for you verses 1 through 6 from the New International Version. The Bible says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go and anoint Jesus' body. Now, very early on the first day of the week, which is a Sunday, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, now who's going to roll the stone away? <laughs> and they looked up. Uh, but when they looked up, the text says, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. So they entered the tomb. And as they did, they saw a, a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. And the young man said, you are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified, the text says, this, this young man was an angel. The angel says, he is risen. He is not here. You could look. This is the place where they laid him. So the text that I read for you this morning is obviously dealing with the empty tomb. Now, these ladies who have been impacted by the life of Jesus, they wanted to honor Jesus by honoring his body. So they traveled to the tomb on a Sunday morning, the Sunday after Jesus was crucified. And they got there and they had no idea like how they were going to get in. It was guarded. The tomb was guarded. So they had no idea how they were going to get into the tomb. They had no idea how they were going to roll the stone away. They, they had no idea of none of that. But they, they, they just went and they went by faith. And when they got there, they encountered something that we're still preaching today. 2,000 years later, they encountered an empty tomb. So think about it. This empty tomb is what we'll be dealing with on Sunday morning, or well, two Sundays from now, on Easter Sunday morning, a resurrection Sunday morning. And it's been about 2,000 years since Jesus uh, conquered Satan, hell, and the graves. It's been about 2,000 years since the resurrection of Jesus, and no one has been able to properly discount or uh, uh, prove that Jesus was not resurrected from the dead. And there's lots of evidence that shows that, that he was. Now, one of my former mentors, actually one of my Bible college teachers from 20 years ago, Dr. Charlie Dean Palmer, he said this about, you know, as far as proof of the resurrection. Uh, I'm going to quote Dr. Palmer. This is what he said. He says, the most telling affirmation of the validity of Jesus's literal resurrection was and is the dramatic change that it produced in the lives of his followers. They went from weak, wavering, faltering, 
fishermen, tax collectors, a denying group of young men, and they were converted into zealous, faithful, and a denying a dynamic group, the most dynamic group that ever lived. They literally became burning evangels for the cause of Christ, and they totally turned the world upside down for Jesus over the next 70 plus years. Their doubts and skepticisms became the basis for an aggressive boldness that could not be silenced. He references Acts 5 and 42. Then he goes on to say, they were condemned, threatened, imprisoned, beaten, and commanded to be silent. But they just got right back, right, they, they got right back out there on the streets and started preaching Jesus again. Alive by promise, dead by purpose, and resurrected by power. Jesus is reigning for our good measure and for our good pleasure. Dr. Palmer was, was, was painting the picture that, that these people who had an eyewitness account of, of the resurrection of Jesus, they saw Jesus after the resurrection. There was lots of pressure on them to be silenced and they refused to do it even when it cost them everything. So what does this mean to you today? Because you're like, Rick, that's great. But the Bible is not a, a, a textbook to study. It's a life book to live. The, the Bible is not about a history lesson. You're thinking, listen, Rick, I got a lot of stuff on my calendar right now for today. Fine. I have five things to share with you on this morning. I want you to open up your heart uh, to receive what God is saying to you. Five things. You ready? Here we go. Number one, over 500 people saw Jesus after the resurrection and before the ascension up into heaven. Over 500. And they saw Jesus with their own eyes. And they were so impacted by it that they were willing to die before they denied it. And, and some of them, many of them had to die. And so they refused to deny Jesus even at the cost of death. And the passion that they lived with helped change the world. It changed the world for Jesus back then, and it's, just, it's still changing the world for Jesus today. That passion, that's the type of passion that you should have in your heart. Their passion, their boldness, should serve as evidence for you and I that we serve a living Savior and that not only did they have passion, but we should have passion. Not only did they have boldness, but we should have boldness and we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Jesus was not ashamed of us. Jesus went to the cross for us. So we should be willing to live, even if it causes us to suffer, we should suffer for him. We should suffer before we ever deny Jesus. We know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. We shall know him in the power of the resurrection. Number two, Jesus conquered death once and for all. Now, I keep having to drive home this point because this is what we're talking about on Easter Sunday morning. Jesus conquered sin and death. Jesus conquered death once and for all. So once you're in Christ, you're, you die. I mean, the Bible teaches us that we're dead in Christ. The, the life that I now live, the person that I used to be, it's not that same person. If you knew me in my BC days, if you knew Rick Pina before I was, you know, 23 years old and gave my life to Jesus, those of you that knew me before I was born again, you know that that person is dead. <laughs> that person is gone. And since I'm dead in Christ, I've done all the dying I'm going to do. If you're dead in Christ, you've done all the dying you've going to do. You, you're going to do. So the writer of Hebrews says that Jesus delivered us or delivered them who all their lifetime 
have been subject to the bondage of the fear of death. Once you know that you're in Christ and you've done all the dying you're going to do, then you can go ahead and get on that plane. Get on that cruise. Enjoy life. People say, oh, I'm afraid of flying. No, you're afraid of dying. And there's really no need for you to be afraid of dying because Jesus delivered you from the power of death. If you're in Christ, death has no power over you. Get on the plane. Go on the cruise. Enjoy life. Number three, Jesus endured horrendous torture and an excruciatingly painful death. But he came out on the other side of that whole ordeal as a resurrected Savior. Now, I want you to remember that the next time that you're feeling pressure, the pressure to give up, to cave in, and to quit. No matter what you're facing, I'm sure it has nothing. It pales in comparison to what Jesus faced for you. So you face what you face, and you just remember that Jesus came out on the other side of the ordeal as a resurrected Savior, and you are going to come out on the other side of this deal, whatever it is that you're facing. You're going to come out on the other side, and you'll come out, you'll come out on the other side more empowered and emboldened uh, because you have endured some things for Jesus. You have to experience God. Listen, like if all if you just know God in a book, you don't know God at all. If if you just know God from your from your pastor or your priest, then you don't know God at all. You have to know God from experiences. You have to know God for yourself. This is why God allows you to experience the things that you have to experience so that you can really get to know him. That's how you know God in the power of the resurrection. You know God in the power of the resurrection by going through the fellowship of his sufferings. You have to you endure whatever you endure for the cause of Christ. And as you go through that process, you get to know God and you get to discover yourself. Number four, number four, Jesus already overcame. He already did it. He overcame Satan. He overcame. Satan is defeated. Like, I don't know if you know that, but Satan is defeated. Jesus already overcame Satan. He overcame hell. He overcame the grave. So you have nothing to fear. Jesus already overcame. So what you have to do now, you're not, you're not trying to get the victory. Jesus already got the victory. Our job now is to maintain the victory that Jesus already obtained for us. So when we're praying, when we're believing God, when we're resisting the, the, the pressure to give up, to cave in, to quit, when we're standing, having done all to stand, and we're going to stand some more, all we're doing is maintaining the victory that Jesus already obtained. We're not striving for the victory because we already have it. We're, we're striving to maintain, I'm not going to be moved, to maintain, I'm not going to give up, to maintain, I'm not going to cave in, to maintain, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stand, having done all to stand. And when I feel the pressure to give up, cave in and quit, I'm going to stand some more because Jesus already obtained the victory for me. And so I am resting in the finished work of Jesus. We strive to maintain the, the victory Jesus already obtained for us. Number five, and finally, since Jesus already obtained the victory for us, then victory becomes our starting point, not just our destination. Now, yes, we're going like, I like the, the way the Bible explains, from faith to faith by faith, right? From faith, that's my starting point. To faith, that's my destination. By faith, that's my mode of transportation, right? So from faith, that's where I'm starting from. To faith, that's where I'm going. By faith, that's how I'm going to get there. From victory, that's my starting point. To victory, that's where I'm going. By the victory that Jesus already provided, that's how I'm going to get there. I am resting in God's finished work. I'm not striving for victory. I'm, I'm, I'm launching out from victory. Jesus already got the victory for, for me because Jesus was raised from the dead with all power in his hand. The power of the resurrection is made available 
to me. It's made available to you. So when you understand that, then you know that there's nothing you can't do. There's no obstacle you can't overcome. There's no fight that you can't win. You know why? Because Jesus already won and he won for you. And so now you are entering into God's rest concerning his finished work for your life. And so now your job, the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 4, you have to labor to enter into God's rest. You have to work on not working. You have to strive on not trying to do it yourself, but strive to, to discern what do you want me to do? What do you want me not to do? And how can I just rest in what you've already done and what you've already provided? I know it's not that God is going to do it. It's that he already did it. There's, a, there's like a popular saying right now uh, um, around you know church folk that are saying, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Well, no, he already did it. <laughs> and so it's not like he's going to do it. God already did it. And so we have to learn how to enter into God's rest concerning his finished work in our life and concerning what he's already done. Jesus was raised from the dead. He already has the victory. Rest in the victory that he already provided. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead. With his resurrection, Jesus conquered Satan, hell, and the grave. Jesus took the sting out of death and he robbed the grave of his victory. I am no longer afraid of dying. My salvation is secure in you. I will live forever. And the life that I now live, I live with access to the power of the resurrection. Jesus already obtained victory over the kingdom of darkness. And I get to walk in the victory he already provided. Victory is not just my destination. Victory is my starting point. I live from faith to faith. I do it by faith. I go from victory to victory. And I do it because of the victory Jesus already secured for me. I overcome because Jesus overcame. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, I don't know why not. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, get the messages. You'll get my notes in your email inbox for free every day. Why not sign up? Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Do me a favor. Do two things. Number one, determine right now that you're going to walk in the victory Jesus already provided. You're not going to be afraid of dying. You, you, you've done all the time you're going to do. You're going to go and enjoy life to the full, till it overflows. You're going to make a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. And then number two, share this message with, with everyone everywhere. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. Let's let people know about what Jesus already did for us.